Hi, Goal Achievers. Nick Polkowski here. I have a quick question for you. Can one weekend literally change your life? Well, one weekend changed the lives of over 200 people last year when they attended Hal Elrod's Best Year Ever Blueprint Live event, and Hal is doing it again this year. You can get all the details and reserve your spot at bestyeareverlive.com. Last year's event showed that one weekend truly can change your life. Since the event, Tim Cornwell has lost 42 pounds, Heidi Murray more than doubled her income, Stephen Christopher increased his revenue by over 500%, and those are just a few examples from hundreds of incredible results created by last year's attendees. Don't miss out on your chance to make 2016 your best year ever. Head to bestyeareverlive.com and register now. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elra. All right, Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of the, you guessed it, Achieve Your Goals podcast. And uh, this is your host, Hal Elrod, in case you weren't sure. Uh, our guest today is someone who I've grown very fond of. Uh, his name is Tim Cornwell. And you, you know, you may not know Tim. He's not a famous best-selling author, uh, but he is. He's kind of a badass. Um, Tim, he is the co-founder uh, and owner, co-founder, co-owner of a real estate brokerage called Bellwether Real Estate up in Bellingham, Washington. And he is also about to run. Uh, Tim, is this is this your first marathon? Or tell me where you're at with the marathon thing. Yeah, Hal. This is this will be my fourth marathon. Back in 2003 and 2004, I ran. Uh, three marathons, okay. and then I've taken a break since uh, then. Uh, just a decade or just, so. Just, yeah, you know, <laughs> just a recovery. Decade or so off. <laughs> Got it. All right, but now you're back, and so um, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that because I know the best year ever blueprint kind of ignited that. Um, Tim mm-hmm. was at the best year ever blueprint last uh, year, and that's we're bringing him on because he's just again he's had amazing success after the event. Uh, he is also the father of two children. Uh, he, he's got a daughter who Sarah who is 21, and then uh, I believe is it a son that's 23. Rachel is my other daughter, 23-year-old. Oh, two daughters. Yeah. So, yeah, two daughters. So Sarah and Rachel. But here's the cool part, and this is what I want to tell you guys, and then we're going to dive in, and I'm going to ask Tim some questions. Uh, Tim brought his daughter, Sarah, to the Best Year Ever Blueprint last year. And uh, and actually, uh, Tim, I'm curious. Was she – what was her attitude going to the event? Was she like, eh, you know, okay, Dad, I'll go? Or, you know, what was she – how was she going into it? You know, she she's uh, – both of my daughters have seen – the transformation that's happened in my life really in the last four to five years. Hmm. Um, I've really jumped into being an entrepreneur in the last four or five years and, and uh, been hungry for growth and, and taking risks and moving forward in my life. So they've observed that and um, she saw how it was impacted. I, I, I read Miracle Morning last summer, probably in August. And then I said, hey, this guy's doing an event, best year ever, I'm hmm. going. And Sarah, do you want to go? I mean, this could be part of, because she's, like I said, she's been attracted to seeing the transformation happening in my life yeah. and the potential of 
you know, the kind of the traditional conventional wisdom is you, you get good grades to get, so you can get into college, you graduate from college to get a degree, to get a job. Yeah. And I've been saying, you know, you guys, maybe, maybe yes, go to college, get a degree and then start your own business. You know, that should be an option for you. Yeah. And so she's exploring that. What would that look like to do her own enterprise after college? And so she was excited about best year ever. She was hungry. She was ready. And so 20, you know, she was 20 at that time to come around all of these adults that are all jacked up doing everything that we did at best year ever was, uh, was an incredible exceed. It exceeded our expectations, at least my expectations as a father for something for my daughter to be part of. So yeah, it was, it was incredible. And, and her response speaks for itself. So you paid for her to go to the first year. This is what you just, I didn't know this until like, you know, 10 minutes ago when we were talking, you paid for Sarah to go to best year ever. And then the first year, but then she, paid for herself she signed up at the event last year for this year is that right that's right well and and that was it she said you know what i'm going to have this intention and the visualization that in 2015 i'm going to be back here again she doesn't i mean she's a college student she doesn't have any money but (laughs) she she picked up a part-time job on campus flipping burgers at the the little you know on campus burger joint and started saving her money and you know got to a point where she she could afford to go this year and pay on her own so yeah it's very exciting very, I cannot wait to, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I want, I want to get some time. I want to talk to Sarah. I want to talk to her when, uh, she, she would love that. Event. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. So here's the deal. Um, Tim, you, I, you know, brought you onto the podcast. I'll tell you the hardest thing about this interview series where I decided to interview people that were at best year ever blueprint last year was narrowing it down. You know, I mean, we, we, so many, just, you know, hundreds of people that have these incredible success stories after the event, it was literally, it was like, well, who, who, who do I have on? And then I don't want so-and-so to feel bad because they had an amazing year and then they, they find out that I'm interviewing other people and they're not included, you know, so, but you were, I think you were the first or second person that I text. And, and I'll tell you the result that for you, that, that has stood out so much to me. And I want to mention this to everybody right up front and I'll let you talk about it here and ask you about it. But I want to mention it because um, people listening, uh, there's a lot of folks listening, I'm sure, that they want to get in better shape, right, physically. That's, for most people, like, top two goals people have is, like, I want to make more money, and I want to uh, I want to be physically fit. I want to lose weight, that sort of thing. So, Tim, you had a goal for, I thought it was 10 years, but you said over 20, for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- tell, us, tell us, what was your goal for a 20-year goal that you did not accomplish until you went to Best Year Ever? Tell us what yeah. the goal was. Literally in in December every year, I'd, I'd, I'd sit down and write out my goals for the next year. And when it came to physical fitness and health, it was everywhere I'd write, okay, get and stay under 200 pounds. Hmm. You know, get and stay under two. I should be able to do that. I'm six one, and that would be a good weight for me. Yeah. And and every year I would I would attempt that. And, and just a classic New Year's resolution. You do really good for about the first week or two, and then, <laughs> and then before you know it, hey, it's a Super Bowl. You know, I'm going to have some Doritos. Yeah. And and then it all goes away. So um, yeah, that, I had never successfully done that ever. And uh, this year, here we are. It's it's September, and uh, stepped on the scales this morning. I'm 195 pounds. Now- I've been a hot. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, in terms of context, though, you lost over 40 pounds since the event, correct? Well, yeah, I, I weighed myself at Thanksgiving. You know, good. that's a great time to weigh yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> After Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And I weighed 237 pounds. Wow. And wow. I knew the goals that I had. I, you know, I had done, um, I had read Miracle Morning in August. And then I had found 
the best year ever that you did as a podcast in 2014. Oh yeah, that's how it all started. Yeah, and and I listened to it and printed out the workbook. And I like I was like, this is this stuff is good. So I, I did the whole workbook, filled out all the answers. Right, you know, wrote out all my answers, and I said, wow, I've got an amazing year in 2015. If I'm going to accomplish everything that I've set out to accomplish, I'm going to have to be in good shape. So I go, well, what do I weigh? So then I stood on stood on the scales, 237 pounds. And my motivation was not really just to get in shape. It was, my motivation was, I want to accomplish amazing things in this year ahead. And I'm going to need to have the energy and the health to pull that off. Hmm. And so it was kind of a shift in my, in my attitude towards why I was going to get in shape. Wow. So incredible. So a goal that had eluded you for 20 years, you've achieved, you know, since the event. Uh, what else though? You're talking about your business. You, you started a business, you've grown it. Talk about that for a minute. Just what, what were the, you know, we don't need to go in a lot of depth, but in terms of like, what were the results from since the event until now business wise? Well, business wise, it's mostly been the business structure I, I was in. It, when I went to best year ever, I worked for another brokerage. I was a real estate agent at a brokerage, hang my license there, pay them a fee, uh, you know, a portion of every my every one of my commissions to work there. And I had a vision for, I, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, you know, and it's hard for me to pay someone else for something I feel like I could do on my own. And and so I thought, what would that look like if I could, if I could start my own brokerage? And the more I leaned into that, and, and a lot of the things that I learned at Best Year Ever with the, the visualization, with level 10, what does that look like? Um, I go, I, I gave myself permission to have those feelings and those emotions. What would that look like and feel like to own my own brokerage? And then what happened is that that whole law of attraction came true for me. And suddenly I started attracting people into my life that were walking up to me and saying, hey, how come you don't start your own brokerage? It seems like you're capable of doing something like like that. <laughs> I'm like, wow. okay, where did that come from? Huh. And then, like I had the like a, a national real estate brokerage company, their their franchise director of franchising. I ran into him like a coffee shop one day, and I go, I just thought I was talking to him. I go, Ken, what do you do for a living? And he goes, Oh, I'm a I'm a franchise. I open up franchise offices for this national brokerage. <laughs> hmm. And I'm like, Well, I'm thinking of starting my own brokerage. And so we start engaging in that conversation. Then I'm at, a, I'm at another event, and I run into this guy that in the last five years, he started his own national brokerage, and now he's in 30 states and has like over 300 agents. And so I'm engaging in all these conversations now, and then so it's kind of like the pathway just starts to, to light up in front of me, and I just keep taking steps forward. So from working on my own at, a, at another brokerage, got together with, with uh, four other partners and we said, let's just do this Let's form our own company. We started planning probably in December and we launched um, right the last week of April this spring. We launched our new company, Bellwether Real Estate. Wow. So launched the new company about six months ago and you've already, you've grown fast. I mean, you guys, don't you already have, you've already building a team, building a team. Well, <laughs> here's the funny thing. When I walked in the door, just on my team, it was myself and my assistant. She's, she's been with me for about two and a half years. And then, um, like on day one, someone called and said, hey, hey, here's a guy I think that you might want to talk to. He'd, he'd be good on your team. So I made that phone call, added him to the team. That was in May. And then um, 
just over time, people started, again, this law of attraction, people started reaching out to me. And we added four new people on my team in the month of August. So right now I have, I believe I have six agents on my team. And I think I have like two or three waiting in the wings to take their real estate exam. So that's, my team's exploding. Hmm. And then my partner's teams are exploding. We have, I think we have a little over 20 people here now. Wow. From zero yeah. to 20. Right. <laughs> that's right awesome that's so before i ask you your keys to success and and i i you know you sent these to me ahead of time so i i'm excited for these i mean you really really profound tips that you're going to give on the uh on the interview today um how does it feel though i mean how does i you know i i i i can only imagine but how does it feel to th those are i think your i mean the two biggest results for you to lose 40 pounds a goal you had for 20 years and to keep it off and to start your own business and have it grow so quickly. How does that feel, Tim? Mm -hmm. it's, it, it feels awesome. It feels, it's amazing. It's, it's humbling. And it also makes me realize that I'm capable of even so much more than I can imagine. Mm. And, and so it's a little bit of a mixed feeling of, you know, hey, we feel good, pat ourselves on the back. But at the same time, it's like, wow, we can really take this thing to the next level. Wow. I want to give. I want to just turn the floor over to you, and to for you to share your five keys to success, the things that you've been implementing since the event last year that have really enabled you to create such such profound results and transformation, whatever whatever you want to call them. Uh, what what are your five biggest tips for our listeners that that are really they can implement to start achieving you know same type of mm -hmm. success that you've got? Yeah. Well, thanks, Hal. I, I you know honestly, I'm not trying to you know puff you up but the, the miracle more <laughs> the miracle morning honestly is is so key because i have you know, my goal is i set out to do the miracle morning every morning this year in 2015 i have not been consistent hmm. i'm probably like 80 percent consistent for the year yeah and and i know that when i don't do it i look back if it's like two or three days four days i'm go i haven't done a miracle morning in you know three four days i start to feel the energy change inside of me yeah and, and I've really equated that time set aside in the morning to do the most important things that I need to do to set up my day, to get it off on the right foot. It, it's like it's what food is to the body. You need, I, I need that input of, um, of my affirmations. I need what I'm reading. I need the quiet time to really set myself up. In, in, so it's a mindset and energy piece. They say that the game is won and lost between the ears. Yeah. And I totally believe that because if my, if, if I go into the day with just a default mindset, the mindset, well, I got out of bed, oh, I don't have time for miracle morning, I'm going to go do whatever, yeah. and then just go through my day, it's not the same. These results that I'm having are, are clearly, and I'm 100% convinced as a result of what was my mindset and energy as I approached weight loss, as I approached exercise, as I approached starting my own company, whatever I'm doing when I come in with a mindset that's based, that's based on what I'm, what my vision is, these things become reality. So Miracle Morning is huge to do that every day. So you're, um, it, it allows you, it sounds like, to rather than letting your day influence your mindset, right? Mm -hmm. You you set your mindset exactly in the morning. You got it. And the energy yeah. difference you talked about, you know, Robert Kiyosaki. That's what he he put in writing and, and he wrote to me and he said doing the miracle morning and the savers every day is like pumping rocket fuel into my mind, body, 
and spirit. And so mm-hmm. I think that uh, what you know what you just said reminded me of, of that. Right? It's that it just it, you mm-hmm. notice the energy difference when you miss it, and it's the same thing for me. I'm, Tim, I'll be honest. I don't you know I probably do it eighty to ninety percent of the time too. I'm not perfect, so uh, <laughs> I don't think you have to do it every every single day as long as you're doing it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. more often than not. So all right. So first tip: keep doing the miracle morning. I will not mm-hmm. argue with that as one as a key to success for anybody. Uh, what's your second key to success that, that's enabled you to have such, such amazing results this year? Well, how I will tell you, I drew so much value from the best year ever blueprint workbook. Hmm. And to do like, I think you, I thought I heard you talking somewhere on, on one of your podcasts or, or on a Facebook post that you guys are going to do a 30 day challenge or something like that at the end of the year yeah in fact well before let me i might as well get good good setup for this little uh promotion here what we're doing when it's not a promotion guys is this is a free thing it's just an added value um it's the best month ever challenge and it's best month ever challenge.com if you're listening right now this is something you i mean i really recommend registering for there's there's no there's no you know it doesn't cost anything the idea was um going into the best year ever event I had this idea. What if we did a best month ever challenge in November leading up to the event so that everyone that came in comes in just freaking on fire, you know, Mm -hmm. with so much momentum. And originally it was going to be just for people going to best year ever. And then it just occurred to me. I thought that's silly. Why, why Rob, you know, who knows what, what impact this can make in people's lives. Uh, So even if someone's not you know, signed up for the event, you know, I think we'll probably end up selling out. So we literally, everyone can't come. So everyone couldn't do it that way. So yeah, anyone and everyone listening, um, go to bestmonteverchallenge.com and register for the free best month ever challenge in, uh, November. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, so that, 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 uh, Tim is what you, I believe are speaking of. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that for me, I did that on my own in 2014. I did the 2014 best year ever the month. It was like, I did it the month before, best year ever last last december and um i think you have to be there has to be a certain amount of frustration or you've got to be pissed off a little bit about your results in life before you take listen to that podcast and do that workbook because i think for me that's where i was at i was like you know what i've been lazy i know i can do more i'm not i'm not focused enough or something's missing and I found best year ever. I found you. I found this podcast. So to do that workbook, it seems a little daunting because there's some hard questions. Yeah. I mean, there are some soul searching questions there that you ask, but I think if you've got enough, you've got enough frustration or, you know, a little bit of anger about where you're at in life right now. And you go use that as the motivation. I'm going to, I'm going to answer these questions. Dang it. Yeah. I'm getting through this because I want some answers. I know I can do better than this. And so that's where I was at. And so I, I, I was hungry. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm listening to this podcast. I'm going to fill out all of these answers, all these blanks. And, and that was the fuel. And then I took that into the actual event, the live event. And it was like, okay, I'm familiar with the material. Now let's just take it to the next level. Hmm. And, and that's what really produced my results was to do. So I think it's beautiful that you've come up with this idea, the 30-day challenge that leading up to best year ever. That's going to that's gonna really create great results for people. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I, I, I mean, the more I, I, I had the idea and I called, you know, my co-host of the event, John Berghoff, and I was like, John, I think this might be a really amazing idea. You know, what do you think? And, uh, you know, he, he thought it was great. But um, the, you know, I, I told him, I told him, I said, John, th- this will, you know, people will get more value before they even step into the event than most people get 
at any event, right? Before it even starts because mm -hmm. of this best month ever challenge. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. So, um, so you went through the workbook. I know you've gone through it multiple times. Obviously repetition mm -hmm. is that key to mastery. So, uh, all right. What, what's the third key to success? You know, for me, it was, um, I've got a good friend of mine, Don Hale is his name. He's another real estate broker here in Bellingham, works for another company. And yeah. Don Hale and I have been meeting. We both attended Best Year Ever. Yeah. So we're both familiar with the material. We both read Miracle Morning. And um, so Don and I have been meeting for breakfast on Friday mornings for probably the last three or four years. Wow. Okay. And so we grabbed hold of, of what our goals were. When we, when we were at Best Year Ever, the next morning after the event was over, we drove down to Ocean Beach. We swam and we said, we're swimming in the ocean. Dang it. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Start. It's a new start. So, so we swam in the ocean that morning. We stopped at a coffee shop. We pulled out our notebooks and we started working through them. We go, okay, what, what are your goals for next year? What are your fears? What's holding you back? Where do you need support? You know, just going through the whole process. What is level 10? We took that wheel of life. Yeah. And we just said, hey, Don, what does a level 10 look like for you in each one of these areas? And we spent the time really exploring each one of those, those categories of life. And then, and then Friday mornings throughout this last year, we just keep hammering on that. It's like we, we, we don't even get into talking about the weather or real estate or anything. We're just right into, you know, my question to Don and his question to me is, Don, how are you doing living life to the full? What does that look like for you and what's holding you back and how can I be part of the solution? And it's just, it is awesome. So I would say having someone else in your life that understands this, this miracle morning language and, and gets it and can you meet with them regularly to hold each other. I hate that word accountability because it seems cold and hard, but yeah. just to hold each other to accomplishing the life of your dreams. You know, that, that's been incredibly powerful for me. Supporting each other, encourage each other. And accountability is a big yeah. part of it. You know, it's like, hey, you give somebody your word you're going to do something and you're that much more likely, you know, to yeah. do it. So, and, and I love Don Hale. So uh, of any, anybody you could have as a one-on-one -on -one or a mastermind, you know, accountability <laughs> partner, Don, Don's fantastic, man. I love that guy. Yes, he is. Um, all right. What, what's your fourth uh, key to success? You know, for me, it was having the, the people in my life that I'm closest to, you know, my inner circle, my wife and my two daughters, um, you know, they are the most important people on the planet to me. And to know that I have their undying support, that to know that no matter what I attempt, they're going to be behind me. And my wife said to me one time, one of the most freeing statements she ever said to me, is she goes, I would rather have you, I'd rather be broke and you doing something you love than for us to be wealthy and have you hating your work. Hmm. And when she said that, when she said, man, you know, I'd rather be broke in you doing what you love. I'm like, okay, that just gives me all kind of permission wow. to pursue my passions and do what I want. And then for me, like this, there's a sense of responsibility that I'm the provider. I got to provide for my kids. And I've always felt that that's, I've used that as an excuse to hold me back from maybe taking risks in life and stepping out. And then I just finally checked in with my kids and I said, you guys, I feel responsible for you. I feel like, you know, I'm the provider. If I try something like this, starting my own brokerage or, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty there financially. And how would you feel about that? And then they both just laughed and they said, well, dad, we just be like every other kid and have to pay for stuff ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I love and it. so uh, they said, dad, you, you've got to go with your heart. You got to go with your passion. Um, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. And so to have, if you, if that, that's what I would say to your listeners, everyone imagine, you know, 
who is the most important person in your life? Who are the most important people in your life? And to ask them for their support yeah. or even check it, check in with them. Like I had kind of created some things in my head, like I had to live up a, to a certain expectation or a certain, you know, what a provider looks like, but I never asked them what's yeah. their definition of what my job should be. And at the end of the day, they basically all came back and said, Dad, we want you to pursue your passion. We, and, and I asked Lynn, I asked my wife, I said, why would you say that? Because that seems like not who you are. You're a person that's concerned about security and safety and stability. And, and she, she looked me in the eye and she said, because I knew you would be successful in real estate. I knew real estate is what your deal is, what you're good at, what, you, what you're gifted at. And I have no doubt that you will be successful in that in that world doing anything that you do in real estate you will be successful so i wasn't i'm not afraid that's beautiful it sounds like you 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 found a, a good one there uh, oh you know that you know that yeah, and, and you've raised some amazing kids with the, the way yeah. they, they, they support you and support each other and uh that's great really really beautiful that that was beautiful what uh fifth and final uh tip here key to success uh don what is it for you i mean not don tim what is it for you? <laughs> um you know what i think this was a big one that I that I had a, a real um, aha moment this last year, back in you know right around the best year ever, end of 2014. How much I had allowed fear hmm. to control my life, and I'd never really gotten conscious of it, but I started. Anytime I got into this uncertainty, as an entrepreneur, when you step out and you you kind of bet the farm on is this going to work. Mm -hmm. um, it, there's a lot of uncertainty and, and fear that goes along with that. And what I was starting to have was this what if negative outcome? What if negative outcome? You know, that was this, this thing that would go through my mind. And it became this downward spiral. Well, if I step out and try this, then what if this negative thing happens, which is the chain reaction that affects the next negative thing? And pretty soon it's this downward spiral to like there's this black hole that I couldn't even define, but somehow it was the point of no return. It was like, if I ever failed that badly, then my life's over. Life's over, yeah, yeah. And and I breakthrough on that was, one day I called fear out, and I said, okay, fear, mm. <laughs> what does that look like? Let's really play this out. What if, okay, what if I totally went bankrupt? And what if I lost my home? And what if I lost my company, and I had no money in the bank, and I had no house to live in, I had no car, I had no clothes? What's the worst case? Okay. Oh, I'm standing on the street corner in my underwear. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not dead. <laughs> you know, I still have my family. I still have my, I, and I have a rich experience. And, and I thought about it. I go, you know, first of all, we live in America and our country will not let people go hungry, naked, or without shelter unless they choose to. Yeah. So that's the first thing. The second layer, like the second net that we all work over is, like there's tons of nonprofit agencies and churches and stuff that would support a person in a worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. You know, you would help get them out of. And then like the third layer, the third net that's over our lives in taking risk is our friends and family. So I finally got to the end of worst case scenario, this big black hole, and I realized that, well, it's not that big a deal. I would, I would survive. I'd probably be okay. And I'm like, well, in 30 days, I would probably have a place to live and a car and a job anyway. And probably in a year or two, we'll shoot with everything I learned and everything I know now and everybody I, I know, I would probably be right where I am today. 
So that was a big breakthrough for me to kind of run that all the way through the worst case scenario was all imagined. Yeah. And, and I realized that what my fear is, it's fear of kind of failure and fear of public humiliation and embarrassment, people laughing at me, getting a reputation as a, as a person that fails. And so what I've decided to do is become friends with failure and that failure is not a bad thing. I think it was the guy, um, Tom Watson was his name from IBM and in, in, in the back in the like forties and fifties said, if you want to increase your rate of success, double your rate of failure. Yep. And so going in, kind of making friends with failure and, go, failure and going, well, what if I, what if I, every time I identified a fear, I just ran straight towards my fear yeah. rather than going around it or avoiding it. And this whole, how this thing is huge to do what's right, but not what's easy. Yeah. That was, so that has been incredible for me because I go, it's that moment of procrastination. It's like, okay, do what's right. I'll hear that voice in my head that here's what's right right now. And then the, the, immediately there's another voice that goes, oh, put it off. Oh, people will laugh. Oh, don't do that. It won't work. And if I just, what, I've trained, what I'm training myself to do is to not question the do what's right. Because I know the do what's right is the right thing to do right then in that moment. And so what I've been doing is training myself when it comes to eating. It's been huge. I put that on a sheet of paper, put it on the fridge. Do what's right, not what's easy. And that changed the way I ate food. And I, I've, I've been using that in my life, and fear has become a much smaller element in my overall vision and, and how I make decisions and, and move forward in life. That's powerful. You know, that uh, Tim, I love th- that whole do what's right, not what's easy is a mantra that I, I learned when I was probably 19 years old, 20 years old when I started in sales. And I learned it from uh, Brad, Brad Britton, who was my division manager back then, and, you know, mentor. And uh, that is, I mean, if people ask me, that's the single most important guiding principle in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Every moment we have that choice. Do the alarm clock goes off in the morning. Uh, right, do what's right, which is get out of bed like you intended to. Or do what's easy, hit the snooze button, and, and keep sleeping. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd actually I want to take j- just a couple of minutes here because you know you've lost forty pounds. Uh, how did you do that? Right. That's that's something that so many people want to lose weight. Um, or if mm-hmm. you're listening to this and you don't want to lose weight, but you you got someone that you know that does. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's there, there, I don't think anybody anybody listening doesn't at least know someone that wants to lose weight if it's not themselves. Um, so as far as your habits go, what, what were the habits that you changed? I know obviously putting that on the fridge, do what's right, not what's easy, mm-hmm. which I would imagine that now tell me if I'm wrong, but is that where you would eat the food that, you know, like rather than the food that just tasted good, but wasn't good for mm-hmm. you, which is what was easy. You would mm-hmm. do what's right. How did that play out with your food? And then mm-hmm. what, what are any other habits that you changed in terms of your mm-hmm. diet or your exercise? Mm-hmm. Let me touch real quickly, briefly on the, before I get into technique, honestly, it was a mindset shift. Okay. And I decided that I wanted to live life to the full. And this whole level 10 thing that you laid out, yeah. when I laid out what level 10 looks like in every area of my life, I shifted my mindset and I said, I'm going to do this. I am going to do this. I'm run- I don't care what fears come in the way of being the most fit person I can be, the best husband I can be, the best friend, you know whatever category of life we had on that, on that circle. That was a commitment I made. And when I made that commitment of what level 10 looked like, and I defined it 195 pounds, 33 inch waist, a 10 minute mile, 50 pushups in a row, running a full marathon, you know, those kind of things were on my list. Then I go, okay, that made it a lot easier to do the techniques. And, and what I attracted in my life was an eating plan that said, 
you can eat as much as you want, but you have to eat the right foods. And so I went on to an eating plan that included fruits, vegetables, meat, and nuts. Fruit, vegetables, meat, and nuts. And so that meant no more, I wasn't eating anything processed. No, no Cheetos or Doritos or sugar, no, no, no uh, milkshakes, you know, no dairy, no cheese. Um, it took wow. a lot of things that were in our house and readily available. So what happened, the other part of it that made it the incredible thing for me was my wife went on the same program with me and started shopping differently. So anything that was not on the list of things we could eat was not in our house. Hmm. So I realized that I am a impulse eater. If it's in front of me, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. I don't really have a filter around that. <laughs> so what I needed was a different, I needed a different selection of foods available to me to eat. Because if I have a selection of good foods, I'm going to eat them. But at least I'll eat good stuff. And so I've just, it's just been incredible having only good choices of food in my life and not really having that much temptation. So I've been able to stay on the eating plan. That was that was key. Exercise. I've been doing regular exercise leading up to my marathon training, which began in March. And actually, it set out to just run a half marathon and I go and I, and I didn't sit right. And I thought, you know what? A half marathon is too doable. I'm going to go for a full marathon because I need to do something that's impossible. I need, I need something bigger than something that I don't feel like I'm capable of doing. I need to set that as my goal because I have so many other goals on the table. So that's what I set out was to do the full marathon. I joined a marathon training program. We started meeting in March and I'll run the uh, Spokane marathon on October 11th. Wow, so fantastic! I, I just I, I'm I'm so inspired by you, Tim, and, and it's it's just amazing that you know what did you do? You you changed. You changed your behavior. You you know you got rid of bad food. You right, you, you committed to a marathon. I mean you you did these things that that anybody can do. It's not rocket science. It's it, but it, you like you said, it started with a mindset shift. It started with a commitment, right? It started with a, hey, I, I I want to live life to the full, as you put it. Like that was it's the commitment. And then what does that look like? And then you got clarity with the at the best you ever blueprint, right? You got that clarity. You 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 and Don did your level ten. You defined the interior. I mean, just, I love this because it's like you what you did. There's a map. <laughs> For it, you just you do what Tim did, right? It works. It, and it works. works. Yeah. yeah, you apply it to mm -hmm. your life. So, do you have any advice for other people um, that you, that you would share for them to have their best year ever, or even if they're in the middle of their year to, to finish strong? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, definitely get a copy of the Miracle Morning, and and you have to do it. I mean, I think a lot of people read books, or they'll get a book and they'll read parts of it. But again, you've got. To, I think it's it's for the people that are hungry that want more, that want to live that life to the full that go, you know what, I'm not, I'm not living up to my potential. I feel a little bit, a little empty. I know there's more. And so exploring the miracle morning and really applying, you know, really committing to, I'm going to do this. I'm seriously going to get up at whatever time it is, 4.30 AM, 5 AM and do these, the savers. I'm, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it consistently. I'm going to give it at least 30 days. So I think, you know, that would be the advice. Go for that. I think best year ever is phenomenal. At least do the 30-day challenge. And I think if you, if a person can can use the Miracle Morning, do the best year ever 30-day challenge, and then just go, you know what? I'm not going to let fear get in the way. I'm totally committed to this. I'm going to persevere, get some accountability. I, I mean, I, I challenge anybody to see, to tell me they, the results didn't turn out well. Yeah, I love I love it. And, and for you, that accountability partner, I think, is so crucial. 
you know, I think that for, I mean, I've had podcast episodes on the power of accountability and why we resist it, you know, from when we're little kids, uh, it's forced upon us. Our parents make us eat vegetables and bathe and things we don't want to do. So we literally, we, we've, we have this deep subconscious, uh, detest of accountability. I like, I don't want to be told what to do. And I don't right? And it's like, it's not about being told what to do. It's about saying, Hey, it's time to grow up. I'm not a kid anymore, right? I don't need to run from accountability or try to get away with as much as I can because that leads to mediocrity. It's about saying that here's the things I want in my life and I'm, I want them so, I'm so committed to them that I'm willing to, whether it's find an accountability partner or hire an accountability coach or whatever it is, I'm willing to give my word to other people and, and live with integrity and follow through with whatever I say I'm going to do. That is the essence of accountability. And I think that there's so much power in it. And you're a living example. You know, one of your tip number, I think two that you gave, right? Or three actually was your one-on-one accountability sessions with, with Don Hale that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, following the best year ever blueprint. So, um, really good. So the upcoming event, what, you know, I know not only are you coming, you bought, I think seven more tickets. It's you, your <laughs> daughter, and you bought seven more tickets the yep. other day. Yeah, uh, Tim, you're bringing your who are you bringing? You're bringing your we, whole hey, team or who's coming? We've, we've got the whole team coming. We've got my whole team coming. And, um, you know, maybe there'll be some more additions before before December. Who knows? But, yeah, we're super excited about it. We're looking for we're trying to find a house on like VRBO or Airbnb. Nice. We get everybody under one roof. And uh, we are going to have an incredible time with you and everybody else. The best year ever. We're, we're totally looking forward to it. Cool, man. I, I cannot wait. I love your energy. You and Don Hale are just, you know, bright, bright spots in uh, in my, <laughs> my world and my circle of influence. You guys are fantastic. What uh, anything else that you want to share that, that you think can help you achieve your goals? Uh, podcast listeners. Boy, how you know, I, I there's there's nothing that's just coming to mind right now. Um, I think that uh, I, I just got to touch back on this fear thing again, okay? because that is such a it's such a powerful force. And I, and I, and I think that what I discovered was that I landed on this, that perfect love casts out fear. And if I look at my life through the eyes of love or any circumstance going, cause I can look at a circumstance and feel that internal stress and fear and anxiety and uncertainty, and it feels crappy. Hmm. And I go, okay, wait a minute. It's just like being conscious of how I'm feeling and go, I, I think I know I could feel different than this. How could I look at this same situation differently and go, how would love, if I looked at this through a, a lens of love, like there's a bigger picture, a bigger force at work here that somehow this situation could be good for me. It just changes everything. And, and so then running into what appears like a fearful situation, you, you go into going, you know what? The outcome is unknown. Like it's the future. And and then you go, what if positive instead of what if negative? Well, what if something amazing happens here? And so running towards uncertainty, running towards fear becomes different if you can look at it with a different, again, that different mindset. So that, that would be the only other uh, advice I could think of at the moment. It's so great because fear, it is, it, it's the crippler, it's the paralyzer, it's the it's that brick wall that people don't, I mean, fear is the killer of dreams, right? Like, and often it's unconscious, like you said, you weren't even aware of how much fear was holding you back, right? Yeah, yeah, For Very me, it, you know, the, the best year ever blueprint event was, uh, uh, putting on an event was a, a, a dream I had for years, and fear held me back because I didn't know, I thought, what if I 
put all this money into planning it and all this time and effort and energy into planning it. And I rent out a hotel space, you know, <laughs> and then like eight people show up, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, so there's that fear and, and, and you, I mean, you and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for mm-hmm. me overcoming that fear. And so, I mean, I just, yep. I love what you said. Love and yep. fear can't coexist simultaneously. Yeah. And, um, beautiful, beautiful. Well, Tim, I, I, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on the, uh, Achieve Your Goals podcast today. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Cool, man. And I cannot wait to see you and your daughter, Sarah, which I, I'm so excited to see you. Tell her, I, like I said, hi, and I want to <laughs> her and I want to give her a hug. Oh, she's going to, she will love that. Al. you will get it guaranteed. And actually Lynn, my wife will be there as well. And your wife, Lynn's yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. The whole family, your whole team, everybody, yep. it's going to be the, the, you yep. guys are Cornwell representing this year at best year ever blueprint. So, all right, well, I'm going to wrap up here. And if uh, you're listening right now and you have not registered or got your spot, um, if it is a good fit for you, if you're available the first weekend in December and you want to spend two to three life changing days with me and Tim Cornwell, uh, last week's guest, Dana Malstoff, and uh, the week before that, Stephen Christopher, and about 300 other, uh, you know, uh, members of the Miracle Morning community, the Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, um, that sort of thing, uh, go to bestyeareverlive.com. And there is a special code that I announced last week. If you type in VIP3Pay, uh, there's three different registration options, either one, which any of the three, you can do regular or standard, I believe, just for you. If you want to bring somebody with you, go enhanced uh, registration. You get to bring somebody with you and a bunch of other bonuses. And then finally, there's entrepreneur registration, which gives you a third bonus day, and you can bring someone to all three days. Um, And with either of those options, you put in the code VIP3Pay, that's vip the number three and the word pay, P-A-Y, V-I-P, three pay. Put that promo code in uh, at checkout and you can do a three pay option for any of the uh, the registration packages. So can't wait to see you in San Diego. Uh, and Tim, uh, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Hal. All right, Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in and I will catch you next week. Take care. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. So hopefully now you are ready to go out there and to use some of the takeaways you got from this episode, from this interview with Tim, to actually go make the rest of this year your best year ever. It's time for you to go out there and to really take action. And also, if you haven't done so yet, please be sure to go check out bestyeareverlive.com because that's where you can get your chance. You can register to go to this exact event that we've been talking about here, the Best Year Ever Blueprint Live event that is going to be happening in December. So go check that out and be sure to register. I would love to see you in San Diego. But we also want to know what were your big takeaways from this episode? What are those things you're going to implement right now while we still have you know a few more months left in this year, 2015? What are those actions you're going to take? Head on over to hellelrod.com slash 092 for episode number 92 and just leave a comment there on the show notes page. And also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to halalrod.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button, and then leaving a rating and review. Rating and reviews are really the best way for you to show your support for the show because it helps other people find the podcast and decide if this is the podcast for them. Well, now it's time for you to go out there to take action and achieve your goals.
If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.